You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Thank you so much, friend, for tuning in to yet another episode of our show. We love you so much, and I don't mean that lightly. Every single time you share the show on social media, every time you tell your friends about it, and every single review, I mean, we read every single one. It all means the world to us. I legit cry reading reviews. Not even kidding. Lindsay does too. I know that for a fact. We pour our heart wink, in soul into this show to give you as much free content as we possibly can. And seeing you review, share, and be so supportive of the show literally brings me to tears. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. Now this episode is a good one. So buckle up. Today, we're going to talk about pricing. As a business owner, no matter whether you're a service, a digital or product-based business, it doesn't matter. Pricing can be the cause of so much frustration. If knowing when to freaking raise your prices is the cause of you wanting to pull your hair out, this episode is literally for you, my friend. Today, Linz and I cover the three main points when it comes to knowing when to raise your prices. And hint, it is not based on feeling. So let's get emotion out of here and learn how to know when to raise your prices and be confident in that as a business owner. You down? Cool. Keep listening. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hi, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Ooh, today's episode is a good one. We're excited to get get to wow to get started. Um, this episode idea actually came from our Facebook group, the Heart and Hustle Podcast community group. So if you're not in there already, get in there. That link is in the show notes. Um, so yeah, we've had a lot of requests for a pricing episode, but specifically a pricing episode where we talk about how to know when to raise your prices, because that's a big, big question as a business owner. So we're just going to dive right on in. Um, We have three points today. And the first one on how to know when to raise your prices, the first one is demand, meaning when you are getting booked out the wazoo and you're getting a little bit overworked. So That's the first one. And before we kind of dive into that point a little bit, um, we wanted to kind of break down our stories, just like how we started our business. Um, And this is when we first started, we were both literally clueless. We had no idea how to price ourselves. Um, And it's probably very relatable to a lot of your journeys as well, whether it's now or whether you can laugh back in the old days with us like we are right now. Um, And while it's not the full pricing strategy and formula that we do use now, We did a lot of things, I don't know, decently well on how to know when to raise our prices as we grew. So story time. Evie, do you want to go first? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Let's dive into this. So 
When I was first starting with photography and really starting to turn it from more of a hobby into a small business, I was charging about $50 for senior sessions and or engagement sessions. And my first wedding, I charged $200. And they were friends of mine from community theater. And I just wanted to give them a good deal. And it was my first wedding. But... I started getting more and more increase at those prices. And as I started getting better and shooting more and having more experience, I slowly started raising my prices bit by bit. And honestly, I was just throwing out numbers based on just a random guess of this seems relatively fair. Um, You know, I did a lot of comparison back in those days of like prices around me, which I do not recommend. But at the time I was like, oh, well, you know, this photographer charges 300 for senior photos and like, she's really good. So I bet if I charge 20 or 50, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay. That's fine. Like that's basically, I was just randomly throwing out numbers and I did not uh, recommend that at this point in time. I, I'm not the person who's going to be like, yes, that's a great idea. But we're, <laughs> we actively teach against that. Because we yeah, learn, so from learn from our mistakes in this episode. But I do think what I was doing well in that season was that I was increasing my prices as I was getting better, as I was shooting more, as more and more people were, you know, asking me for more shoots. I think I started one senior session and charged $20 and then I raised it to oh, 50. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's, that's insane. I mean, that's, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I charged 20 bucks. I shot one senior session. I remember the next inquiry I got, I charged them 50. The next inquiry I got, or maybe I shot two at 50 and then I shot the next one at 75 and then I raised it to a hundred. Like, so it was a very fast progression. As I started getting more and more inquiries, I would raise the prices a little bit more. So that's, you know, my story of raising my prices based on demand and recognizing people were interested in my service at this price point, And I could raise it a little bit more and see how, you know, the reaction was. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't stay at 20. Cause... Yeah. I think that'd be, a, I think that'd be a little rough. <laughs> a, little, a little undervaluing there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my story is very similar to Evie's. When I started, I the very first wedding I shot was a second shooting wedding. I said that weird, but I second shot a wedding. That was my very first wedding. And I did it for free. Because again, that was like my very first, I wasn't the main shooter. And that was my very first experience shooting weddings. And so I just kind of wanted to get my toe dipped in the water of weddings and see what it was like. So first one I ever did was for free. And then the first solo wedding I ever did was for 500. Same as Evie. I just threw a number out there and I was like, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> sounds about and, right. <laughs> yeah. The first sessions I charged, I think were a hundred. I honestly don't remember. It might've been $50. I, I'm not sure. It was somewhere around that range. Um, and similar to every while. Prices, <laughs> yeah. I raised prices slowly over time as I started slowly getting more booked, as I started slowly getting more experience, which we're going to talk about in all the points um, today. But what was really interesting about my story that I think is inspi- hopefully inspiring to you, listener, listening today, Um <laughs> is that all of my first wedding clients were close church friends because I was I like was shooting all my friends or families in my church community. And it was funny because depending on when they booked me, they got a drastically different price because I was growing my business and I was actively getting better. So the couples who booked me when I was first starting got me for like 500 for their wedding. And then a year later, their friends booked me for 2000. And it it that that's interesting. And when you say that, it's like, wait, weren't wouldn't they talk to each other and be like, 
well, that's not fair. Like you got her for 500. I don't want to pay 2000. But ironically, nobody ever batted an eye. But it's because mm-hmm. I actively got better. Like the the quality mm-hmm. and experience of what I was giving at 500 was way less than what I was doing when I was serving or when I was charging 2000. And I think it, you could obviously tell, like you could tell the difference even in my work because obviously I'm growing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's interesting because I think you could easily be like, oh, well, you could always almost say no for yourself and be like, well, I don't, I'm not going to charge them because they're friends with that other person. And like, they're not going to pay that much since the other people got me for 500 and they know that or whatever. So just an encouragement from my story to get out of your own head and charge what you're actually worth as you're growing and as you become more in demand. Like when I charged 2000, it's because I was in more of a demand than I was when I was first starting charging 500. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I just Amen. wanted to share that. Uh, that was a little bit on my story, but it's really interesting because it literally like all my first clients were literally close friends and they all got charged differently. <laughs> yeah, no, literally same. So many of my clients were, you know, fellow uh, you know, cross country teammates or, you know, church friends or whatever. And, you know, I was charging 20 bucks one day and then the next week, 50 and then the next week, 75, like, you know, it's don't get in your head about your prices. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but when it comes to demand, you know, and raising your prices based off of that, think about it in the sense of when your demand and the interest in your work is increasing, your prices should also be doing the same. Even if that's a little bit more slowly, you know, you don't have to jump from $100 a session to $1,000 a session. You know, you can slowly begin to raise that 100, 150, 200, you know, 215, 220, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Slowly raising your prices based on the increase in your demand and the interest in your work. And then if you're charging a a certain amount for your service or product and those are constantly and consistently getting booked or getting sales and you're almost always booked out or you don't have enough availability to take on all the clients and the increase that you're getting, that tells you that your demand is up and that means that your prices should also be going up with that demand. Mm, Yeah, I think like along with that, just knowing if you're feeling overworked, if you're feeling like, oh, I am popping, like business is booming, like everybody is snatching me up at this price and you feel that overwhelm and that overwork, that's a very clear indication that it's time to raise your prices. Because not that you're not, not that you're necessarily undervaluing yourself, but the price point that you're at is getting like, it's just basically you're feeling overworked. And so a way to combat that is to raise your prices, book a little bit less, but still make the same amount or more and actually get your life back. So that's that was a big indication. I think there was always a season for both of us where when business was booming, it was like, okay, I need to raise my prices because that's a it's like a, a little signal, like a flashing yeah. warning signal that's like, hey, time to raise your prices. Like you're being yeah. overworked right now. For sure. Love it. Okay, so that's raise your prices based on your demand. So that's a really good indication for you that it's time to begin to up those prices. Number two is to raise your prices when you add value. So we started raising our prices in our story to kind of circle back to that. We started raising our prices as we got more and more experience. So as we did, you know, more and more shoots, you know, that wedding for 500 that Lindsay did, and then, you know, 
the next year, she was able to charge $2,000 because she'd had a full year of experience, practice, weddings, sessions, all of that to really master her craft. I didn't, like you said, I didn't jump from $500 to $2,000. It was like $500 yeah. and then $750 and then $1,000 and then $1,500 and it like slowly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So as you start adding that value, you begin to also add the increase to your pricing. So start raising your prices as your product, service, skills, experience, whatever, start improving. Yeah. So we're going to kind of cover two different examples. One for if you're a product-based business and then one for if you're a service-based business. So the first one is products. So a really good example of this is say you get a new material or a tool for the product that you're selling that's more high quality your prices obviously should like raise accordingly. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, like say you sell tote bags. I don't know why I thought of that, but that's just, say you sell tote bags um, or t-shirts. Like it doesn't even matter what product it is. And say you up-level like your t-shirt material or your canvas for your tote bags. Say you just go with a new um, material and it's higher quality. It's costing you more to buy it. Well, your prices should absolutely reflect that because the product that you're giving is now a higher quality product than it was before. So that's a really good Mm -hmm. example for a product-based business. Yes. Yeah, for a service-based business, you know, think of it in the sense of if you learn something new, if you invest in a course, uh, you know, go to a workshop, invest in a mentor or a coach or go to a conference or something, and that affects the final result of the experience that you're providing to your clients or your customers, your prices need to be increasing to reflect that. So let's say you came and learned from Lindsay and I. That's a very selfish plug, but let's just say you learned from <laughs> Lindsay and I in our course or you know at something with us, and we taught you how to create a really well branded pricing guide, or you know you learned a lot more about the client experience and client communication, where you were able to spoil and bless the heck out of your clients with gifting services. They're you know giving them a higher quality experience. You know whatever you're able to take your client experience and your your service from a eight to a 12, you know, you're above the 10 marker. Like you just took it out of the ballpark. Your prices should reflect that increase in value. So paying attention to the more you master your product or your skill, the more you should be charging. Yeah. And I actually just realized as you were saying that, it, I think that still actually even applies to product shops. Like a product shop owner could still go to a conference or still take a workshop and like better yeah. their skills. I realize we put that under the service-based example, but it actually could still apply. It's to all. It, it, yeah, it's like education. If you are bettering yourself and bettering your service or your product or your shop or whatever, your business as a whole, if you're learning new skills, then that's an indication like, hey, I'm giving a better product or service. I should raise my prices. Yes. Yeah, basically, just the more you master your product or skill, the more you should be charging. Point number two, point blank. (laughs) I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. 
You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. <laughs> if you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. And point number three, when to know how to raise your prices or how to know when to raise your prices, I should say. Point number three is kind of whenever the heck you want. And now I don't want to be like willy nilly with it, but I want to say, I think some people, especially in the photography and service based industry, we have this idea that you have to raise your prices only once a year on January 1st. I think, I don't know where that came from, where that idea, but like everybody is like, especially in December, it's like, Hey, book me at the new, at the, or book me at my old rate before it changes, uh, on the new year. Like everyone does that. And I get, well, it could be a marketing ploy to be like, oh, hey, like a- a- announcing your price change before it happens. So that way you're enticing people to purchase and book. And that is a strategy. Yeah, but for sure. I want to I want to talk about that strategy for a second because it puts you, I think, in a in a lock hold of only then having the mindset that you can only raise your prices at the beginning of the year. Like January is the only time that you're allowed to raise them. And then what that mindset also does is saying you can never lower them which actually goes Mm -hmm. completely against point number one, which was raise them when you have demand. And the opposite of that would be if you don't have demand, if you're struggling, then lower your prices. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that or offering a discount if if you want to have more sales on a certain month. Like I think just the mindset of, oh, I can only raise my prices once a year on January 1st. Like if you want to do that, sure. Like if you want to advertise and use that like as a marketing strategy, sure. But don't let that hold you to a, like when February 1st hits, you can't lower them or raise them again. Like if you're getting booked like heck on January 1st and all throughout January and you're like, whoa, that worked well, like raise them again on February 1st. You don't have to wait till January of the entire next year. 
Yeah. Raise them on February 17th. Like, what the heck? Raise them. That's 4 p.m. (laughs) For real. I think that's just important to realize. And Lindsay and I really wanted to get across, you know, if your business is booming in July and you're just getting more bookings than you can handle, raise your prices then. Don't wait for freaking January. You know, don't wait for the set date to raise your prices. And you do not have to be stuck at specific prices, like unable to raise them or unable to lower them forever. You know, I think a lot of photographers feel that. And I've based on a lot of conversations Lindsay and I have had, a lot of our students definitely feel that, you know, constraint of, you know, I I can't raise my prices yet. I need to do X, Y, and Z before I can experiment and raise them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, why? Why couldn't you raise them right now? Well, because, you know, I, I can't lower them again. Well, why? Like, why can't you lower your prices again? Feel free. Well, I think- I was just going to say, I think the reason that we get in our heads about not wanting to lower our prices is because we attach our worth and value as a business owner and as a person to how much we're charging. And so like in the mindset is like, oh, we always want to be charging more slowly. Like we always want to be raising the bar. And the second that we lower it, I think because we attach emotion to it, it feels like where our value is less. And we feel like you're taking a step backward. Right. Which is not the case at all. No, it's not at all. It's called strategic marketing and paying attention to, you know, your, your numbers, paying attention to your demand and your supply, you know, it's called a smart business move to have that freedom to experiment with your pricing. You know, for example, if you added value to your service, great, raise your price. And then if you notice you're getting a lot less inquiries and, or a lot less bookings in general, and you're really worried about it, experiment and try lowering it. See if those bookings come back or if maybe it was just, you know, an off season where not a lot of people were booking. You know, if you need more cash in a certain season of life, offer a discount, aka, you know, lower your prices to sell more to make what you would have made if you'd sold at full price. Don't be afraid to be the boss because you are the boss. No one is monitoring when you're allowed or not allowed to increase or decrease prices, like you get to decide that, honey. Like it's up to you. It's your call. (laughs) You're calling the (laughs) shot. And I think one of the other mental, you know, hurdles and obstacles that a lot of us deal with when it comes to raising and lowering is that we think people are going to notice. And we think a lot of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I just noticed Lindsay Roman like had her her weddings at 6,000 starting price, but now she has it at 4,500. You know, she's just like, she's really gone downhill. Like no one is monitoring that. Yeah. You know, maybe, (laughs) maybe some clients who are really considering booking and keep checking your website or something like that might notice, but great. If you lower your prices, they're going to be like stoked. I'm, you know, I'm ready. It's like, I get a discount. Like, let's go. So no one's monitoring that. Get out of your own head that people are gasping every time you raise or lower your prices because they are not. I promise you. Just be the boss and control your own pricing. Just choose what you want to do. Raise and lower them whenever the heck you want. Amen. Literally, I think just in general, if we can get emotion out of pricing, like you have to. As a business owner, you cannot get in your head and attach your emotional well-being or your emotional worth or value to how you price your business. It is strictly business. And Mm. if you maintain that mindset, that's going to serve you so well in the longevity of your career and your business. If you just get your emotions and feel goods and like, oh, I have to give a discount to everybody. All my cousins who ask me, okay, like, no. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. You can be a human being, but get emotion out of your pricing. Just, yeah, that's all I had to say. (laughs) You're running a business. 
just keep that in mind and you get to call the shots on that. Yes. All right. So those were our three points. I'm going to review them before we conclude real fast. So the first one was raise your prices when your demand warrants it. So when you are getting booked out the wazoo, you're feeling overworked, you're just booming with business and you might want to scale back and book a little bit less, raise your prices. Number two, raise your prices. Oh, I lost my notes. I I forgot. Raise your prices when you add value. There we go. (laughs) Um, So whether you add education, whether it's even free or paid education, like say you just invested like an entire month in reading free PDFs and free knowledge on the internet and watching or reading books or whatever the heck, just taking courses, mentorship, mentorships, coaches, all of that. If you have added value to your product or to your service in any way, your pricing should reflect that. And then number three, whenever the heck you want, you don't have to always keep raising once a year. You can, you can, flow with the go, go <laughs> words, go with the flow. That's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> whenever you want and fluctuate and go up and down based on, again, demand and your personal needs. Yes. Yeah. And I think one more point, Lindsay, and I wanted to address in conclusion with raising your prices, there can be, you know, a little bit of an obstacle or, you know, maybe a, a headache. Maybe you're thinking it in your head right now. Okay. Evie, Lindsay, this is great. But what do I do with returning customers when I'm increasing my prices? So this can be an obstacle and we get that. But the reality is you just have to do your job as the business owner. Explain your worth. Explain how your product or service is a better quality than it has been in the past. Explain the demand that you have on your time and your energies right now. Just be open, frank, and honest with those customers and then value them by offering, you know, percentage off discounts. For example, you know, give them a discount if they hire you again. They get returning customers get 10% off or something. You know, if it's a product, you know how if you buy from, you know, a cute boutique or, you know, a beauty company or something, it's pretty frequent and common that they give a little slip with a code, a discount code in their package for you to buy for yeah, you to go back and buy again from them, or they send you an email afterwards and are like, hey, we want to give you 15% off your next order or whatever. You can still value your returning customers by offering them a discount if you want to, but try to pay attention to keeping that maybe at like a percentage discount. That way, as you're raising your prices, your discounts are not being significantly, you know, they're they're equally raising and lowering with your prices as well. So Lindsay, do you have anything yeah. to add to that? I just, we wanted to add that in because again, with the whole attaching emotion to pricing, as we were kind of creating the outline for this episode, a big question that we almost anticipated and knew would come is like, okay, when raising my prices, like I know, especially I feel like for service-based providers, like whether you're serving a family that has just like been like with you since the beginning of the days and you're, they're always constantly coming back to you for your service. I, we anticipated like a big question would be like, okay, well, if I'm constantly raising my prices, like they're going to get a different price every time. And that's true. They are. Um, But just everything that Evie said is explain that to them very well. And if your product or service is obviously better, then it's, it ideally they should understand that. And if they don't Mm -hmm. just again, explain it to them, you're the business owner, get emotion out of it. But also like Evie said, value them by potentially giving them a discount. And I think that's a great way to give returning clients like a value while also still 
letting them understand that, hey, I'm a business owner and I am in more demand. And so therefore I have to raise my prices and I'm giving a better experience or I got a new lens or camera. If you're a photographer or I got a new material for my bags, my tote bags that I'm selling, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like just explaining that and being frank. I think people really appreciate and value people just being upfront, honest. Like, hey, this yeah. is literally why I raise my prices. I'll tell you point blank. And this is like, yep. I'm valuing myself because my quality of my product and it, my service is better than it was before. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, circling back to you're the boss, you get to call the shots and no one else. So if you wanted to offer a discount to a returning, you know, customer or client that you just adore and you always want to work with them and you would do it for free if you could, like that type of thing, feel free to call that shot. You're welcome to, you know, yeah. you don't have to obey, you know, the, the norms of business or whatnot, but just make sure you're, you're doing that because you want to be doing that to the bottom of your soul and not because you feel obligated to give them a discount or the same price forever or whatnot. You know, it's, it's your call. It's your shot. You, you can have emotions in your pricing to the extent that, you know, you want to, like, for example, I photograph my sister and brother-in-law, like all of their, baby photos and maternity photos and newborn photos and all of that that I would never shoot for anyone else, let alone for free. But I love it. There is not, I would literally like throw the money back in their face if they ever tried to pay me because I want to be shooting that. It's just as special for me as it is for them. That's the situation where, you know, but if one of my cousins came up and was like, Hey, would you shoot my whole wedding for free? I would probably say no. Like, you know, it's just, it's what I want to be doing and the shots that I want to be calling in my business. And that's the beauty of being your own boss. You get to call the shots. I have a similar situation. That's a friend actually. So I, she started off as a normal client. Um, her name is Maddie. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know who she is. Um, but she swindled me. This is a whole story in itself. I'm not going to tell the whole story right now, but she swindled me into photographing her med school graduation and like low key disguised it as a couple session. I mean, it was a couple session, but then she was like, Oh, but also I need you for 10 hours on this weekend. (laughs) I was like, what? Um, anyways, but she started off as a client and came to like, we both moved to Hawaii at the same time. And she wanted an anniversary session every year. And I think I charged her my normal rates, which did raise from the first time to the second time, especially when I moved to Hawaii. I charged her for the first two times. And then at that point, we genuinely became like best friends. Like we hung out all the time. Like she became much more than just a normal client. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even view her as a client at this point. Like we're like, we're such good friends. We're about to go on a joint trip together. Like, so it's, it's, she, she almost surpassed the, like, so basically when she came back to me, for another session, there was a point where I was about to send her a invoice and I was literally like, this doesn't feel right. Like they're like, yeah. I'm not charging her like $1,500 for a session when she's like, we hang out like literally all the time. Like, yeah. And so, but that's again, like Evie with her sister or me with Maddie, like that's your choice to completely yep. do whatever you want to do. Um, so just freedom in that, but also get emotion out of it also at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. (laughs) All right. Well, hopefully that was helpful to get your wheels turning on when to raise your prices as a business owner. Bottom line with all of this, do not be afraid to experiment with your pricing. Don't be afraid to raise them a bit, lower them a bit, raise them a lot, lower them a lot. Like don't be afraid to experiment and just test it out. See the results you're having with your market and the response that you're getting. And we, in the meantime, will be cheering you on 
watching you kick butt and always here to provide as much free education as we possibly can to see you succeeding in your business. Yes, we love you guys. If you loved this episode, screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story. Feel free to tag us at The Heart University, at Evie Rupp, and for myself, at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. We genuinely love seeing you guys, what your favorite episodes are, and just the feedback on this show, especially for shows like this where we made this directly in response to a question that you guys had in our Heart & Hustle Facebook group. So we love, love, love seeing your feedback. Um, Yeah. We just, we love you guys so much. Genuinely, this podcast is a labor of love and it's so much fun (laughs) to do. (laughs) Yes. Also, quick plug, speaking of the Facebook group, if you're not already a part of the Heart and Hustle Facebook community, you need to change that right now. The link will be in the show notes. It's such a great community of people cheering each other on, small business owners just, you know, helping each other out with all sorts of questions. And Lindsay and I really pay attention to what you guys are saying in there and what you're wanting to hear on the show. So if you have a topic or an idea that you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, be sure to join that group and let us know in there. And in the meantime, we are cheering you on and we will see you on the next show.